welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hey, welcome to the <sighs> least dramatic Bachelor finale that has ever existed. Welcome to the least dramatic Bachelor finale, but low-key one of the most dramatic Bachelor weeks we've had in a while. Girlfriend, I before, um, what, like 48 hours ago, I've been taking notes all week to be like, okay, we'll have our moment beforehand and talk about, you know, Bachelor Nation news. And I literally wrote like two days ago, it's been a boring week in Bachelor Nation. I literally wrote that. And then this happened and I was like, well, this has taken a very swift turn. So... I want to talk about it. Obviously, I already have. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of debating. Do you, do we do we just talk, do we say what happened or do we just kind of like I mean, we I don't know, you know. I say that we say what happened because I actually did get some DMs and like emails from people over the past 24 hours saying like what happened with the Hannah Brown situation? We saw Becca posting about this, or not about you, excuse me, we saw like on Ask Nick, on uh, Nick Viall's, that he said something about Hannah Brown, and we're not sure. So I think some people aren't aware of what happened. Okay. Um, so this is what happened. On uh, Saturday night, um, Hannah Brown was on her live with a friend, and she was singing the lyrics somebody asked her about like doing a tiktok dance and she started singing the lyrics to the song rockstar um i'm just i'm just stating the facts she skipped there's a, a lyric before that says fuck a cop car she skips over the fuck part yeah um censors that part out and then goes on to say um the n word uh in the following lyric lyrics and um I'm just going to lay out exactly what happened because when she says the N word, her friend like her friend giggles right after she says it. So there's definitely Mm -hmm. like this kind of it's obvious when you watch it, there's this kind of like acknowledgement of what just happened. And then they keep talking and singing. And then a minute or so later, she's starting to read people's comments on the live. And she's like, oh, did I say the N word? I don't think I said that. And her friend's like, no, you didn't say that. Um and then they're like, oh, maybe someone else in the room said it. Maybe it was blah, blah, blah. Maybe it was Patrick, Hannah's brother. And, and if you were watching, you clearly heard that it was Hannah. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't an unclear <laughs> moment. So I watched the whole, like, I watched, like, the whole 15 minutes. Yeah. That was, like, the chunk that that part was in. And I think maybe she, this was part of, the disturbing part of the live for me is I think that maybe they like she actually forgot that she sang the lyric in the song, but then they thought that someone overheard someone else say the N word in the background. Yeah. And that was really a, a little bit upsetting to me because then it was like so quickly to be like, oh, maybe Patrick said it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, is this like something that people say in the background? Yeah. yeah. Of your, but anyway, um, so. And then her response when people are saying, like, no, you said it with the lyrics of the song, whatever. They were people were saying, commenting now on her live saying, like, yeah, calling her like out. Like she's reading. She's reading. Yes, it. Yeah. Yes. Um. So her response 
was, I'm just going to read it. We don't say that word. So you know what? I'm going to stay here. And y'all can think I said whatever I did or think I'm something I'm not, but I'm not that. Look, people are going to want to think whatever they want to think of me, get mad at me, whatever. And even if I did accidentally say it, I'm very sorry. I was think- singing a song and not even thinking. And then after that, um, she goes on to talk about the beach houses she's considering renting during quarantine and um, some other stuff. So, yeah, that's that yeah. happened. And then I'd say, I want to say like 18 hours later, it was, it was, it was sometime the next day. It was after I had posted on my story, my initial response to the whole situation. Um, and let me just read. She ended up uh, posting an apology on her story typed out. I owe you all a major apology. There's no excuse and I'll not justify what I've said. I've read your messages and have seen the hurt I've caused. I own it all. I'm terribly sorry. I know that whether in public or private language is unacceptable. I promise to do better. Um, and, you know, one of the most disturbing things about this situation for me is how people were immediately responding. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Bachelor Nation like um, fans Mm -hmm. and how quickly people were to jump in and defend her saying it's just the lyrics to the song. Um, If rappers don't want white people singing it, then they shouldn't be saying it. Uh, And then after her apology, people, you know, it's okay, it's fine. Everyone makes mistakes. Um The whole situation was just really upsetting. Yeah. I mean, the number, the people who spoke up in Bachelor Nation about the situation. Okay, look, here's what I'm going to say. When I first posted my response on Instagram, uh, I... Here, sorry, everyone, I'm trying to gather my thoughts but what I basically said on my story this is what I said I said how are people still going to defend celebrities with access to so much privilege knowledge and education saying the n-word even if it's just lyrics to a song especially when that person had the wherewithal to skip over the f-word lyric first we've got to hold people accountable to do better otherwise we're continuing to prioritize the feelings of white people and someone we stand over entering ending our country's long history of casual racism and flippant anti-blackness. And no, you can't say the N-word just because black people say it. Black people reclaim the use of a word that was used for centuries to oppress and dehumanize them. It's a word that holds so much historical weight that the black community is still healing from. And parts of the white community are still weaponizing for dehumanization, particularly in the South. So no, it's not cool to just sing it along the lyrics of a song, especially not on your platform with millions of followers. SMH, it's 2020. Make a legitimate apology and acknowledge your behavior. So obviously I posted this before the formal apology, but I just want to say that what was also upsetting to me about this scenario is I think someone's immediate response before hundreds of thousands of people are jumping on your back is really telling. And that's what really upset me about the video because it wasn't like she sang the lyric and then you know, the live continued and then the next day she addressed it. It was like when people were calling her out on the live, the dismissant behavior mm-hmm. 
of saying like, that's not who I am, whatever. People are going to say what they want to say and just completely disregarding it. And, and, And she was also giggling through the apology, her and her friend were. And that to me, you know, people are like, oh, she made her apology. I'm like, well, what about the first apology? And that's why I responded how I did, because that first apology says a lot about how a person takes seriously or doesn't take seriously the repercussions of them doing something like saying the N word, particularly on a platform where you have multiple millions of followers. Uh, And then just, you know, the... So the people who spoke up in Bachelor Nation about it were myself, Nick Viall, um, Tyler Cameron, and Rachel Lindsay, which I was really proud of Tyler for saying something. You know what? So was I. I was very... Even though I I don't completely agree with some of what he's saying, you know, he's talking about, you know, spread love, not hate. And I'm like, well... The action of a white person saying the N-word, I'm not saying Hannah Brown is hateful, but that action is is hateful. And I think that people calling it disgusting and and, you know, being very outspoken about how disgusting that behavior is. I, I don't think that's spreading hate. Yeah. No, I was um, more in referencing like his first three posts before that final fourth one. I was very right. I, I, I was surprised and I was happy that he spoke up and said something me too me too and um and then Rachel and I I guess a couple more people now just was just telling me but what really bothered me is Rachel Lindsay took the time to go on her on her live and then she later she posted as an IGTV which you can now watch um she actually reached out to Hannah Brown first which I thought was really like big of her Mm mm-hmm and was like, hey, this was really hurtful to me um, as a black woman. And I think that you should take this opportunity. You know, when you went on your live, this is what happened. Now maybe you can take the opportunity to go on your live and I can help you educate people about why what you did was not okay. Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity to kind of reclaim um maybe like the use of your platform in a way. Yeah. And she says on her lives that she was really disappointed that that opportunity was not taken advantage of by Hannah. And then she goes on to talk about, I really encourage you to go watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, If you have questions or kind of like doubts about this situation, she talks about the history of the N word and uh, makes a great, um, uh, her parallel. parallel to the use of yeah her parallel to the use of the word bitch and the reclamation recl- I don't know if that's a word reclamation of that word and she's talking about that in context of the n-word and black people using it anyway she just t- took the time to do that and what really bothered me is I'm going through these comments and I'm seeing these people in bachelor nation commenting being like thank you Rachel thank you Rachel you know I'm, I'm not calling out anyone in particular so please don't don't go like sift through the comments and being like, oh, Becca's calling out this person, this person. No, I'm talking in general as a whole, because like I said, there's only about four people, only three white people in Bachelor Nation that even addressed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I was really upset seeing these fellow Bachelor Nation people commenting support under Rachel's post, but not taking the time to say anything on their platform. And I just want to say that 
it's not enough to say that we're not racist as white people. We have to take the action to be anti-racist mm-hmm. and we have to use our platform platforms as small or big as they may be to speak out about the injustice of this kind of behavior even if i'm not talking about that everyone should have gone out and called out hannah b i'm not saying that i'm saying if people even if even just a simple no it's not okay for white people to say the n-word even if even if like some bachelor nation people had just tweeted that out or Mm -hmm. just typed that out on Mm -hmm. their story and not been silent about it because when you're silent about this kind of stuff it's speaking Vault, it speaks way more. And it was frustrating for me to see these people commenting support under Rachel's, but putting the burden of explanation, yes. education, and emotional um emotional labor on the black woman who is directly affected by this. Yes. And it's not her responsibility to educate or explain to us. And people were also just pointed out to me. I don't know if you all saw Mike Johnson's story. And I, my heart, like I had a pit in my stomach watching it because he gets on his Instagram story and you can tell that he's frustrated. And he's like, I've tried to record this numerous times, but there are people coming into my DM saying that I should be the one um, who's basically like, you know, stepping up and speaking out. And he's like, what Hannah did was wrong. And I don't know why like point blank. Yeah. Point blank. And he's like, yeah. and I, I don't know why it's, it's my responsibility right now that everyone's coming at me. And it was just that moment where it's like, why? And then I saw then Katie, uh, Katie Morton posted, uh, a long explanation that I thought was very well put. And she then did a quick, um, she then did a quick, uh, uh, like post with herself speaking and it kind of explaining it. And again, it was one of those things where it's like, how many people are sliding into anyone who is black in bachelor nations DM and putting that burden on them. And that's not their the responsibility. And when Rachel came on her IGTV and she was like, I, the fact that I have to do this right now. Yeah. She said it's exhausting. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure it's exhausting for her because she's expected to constantly be the voice for black people in vaccination and the voice of anti-racism when we in the positions of, of privilege as white people should be the ones shouldering that burden. And it's just not being done. And it's it's really I don't know. It's just really it was really upsetting to me yeah. um, to see that. And also because. Because of internalized racism, when you go through any of Rachel Lindsay's comments, it's people are calling her the angry black woman trope. And so unfortunately, she's not even going to reach maybe some of the people that need to be reached, which is why other people need to speak up, because she has already been labeled by so many people, Mm -hmm. Bachelor Nation fans, as just being the angry black woman who attacks everyone. And... Not the fucking lawyer who's just good at at presenting an argument. So you just get slammed by her sometimes. Because because Rachel's always the fucking voice of reason about everything. She's always the voice of reason. And sorry, people who watching the YouTube, I'm getting up on a pillow. Um, and she's not a she's not afraid, and she's not afraid of the backlash. And I understand why. I do understand why people don't say shit because the nastiness 
that I'm seeing in DMs and comments is insane, which it, that was what was really disturbing is people are putting in so much energy to attack someone saying it's not okay for this person to say the N-word and that people are then yeah. channeling anger towards someone saying that's not right instead of channeling. I, I was, mean, it, it's it's mind I was just, I was so... I was so disheartened yesterday and I just felt so sick to my stomach because um, because I just, there, you know, listen, here's the thing. I get it. I get that a lot of people love Hannah. I think it's totally fine. Be a stan. Support your person. I'm all about like having like someone that you're a fan of and standing by them. But at the end of the day, when someone does something wrong, no matter how much of a fan you are, you cannot justify their actions when it's wrong. And what I was seeing so much of was it's like, listen, I get it. Like I get I I was so bummed out. Like I really like Hannah. I've said it before. She was my favorite bachelorette. I thought it was the best season. When I saw that, I was so upset and I was so disappointed at the situation. Like I understand. But just because you are someone that you're a fan of is getting accused of something or they do something wrong. You can't just blindly stand behind no. them. And it's it's the same way that let's just I'll say this broads. If I I love the fact that so many of you all love our podcast and that you stand by us firmly. If I were to ever go on a live and do and 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 say the n-word, I would hope I would hope that you that guys would, would not be defended. That you would not defend me and that you would come into my DMs. And I understand again being a stan and not posting on your account, I've canceled her, fuck her, blah blah blah, but don't go after and defend her wrong behavior her bad behavior. But I would hope that you would slide into her DMs and kindly say, Hannah, we love you so much. We're such huge fans of us. You've inspired us in so many ways. But what happened? Well, and I also want to say, too, that especially for black and brown people, it's um, and I saw a lot of this, too, of this uh, what's called tone policing, which is basically like if you had said this nicer then maybe you would get the point across. And I and I just want to say, too, especially for black and brown people, it's not their responsibility Mm -hmm. to coddle your emotions when you fuck up and do something hurtful. And, and also my sister reminded me this yesterday, which I thought was a great reminder just in general. My sister was like, look, when someone apologizes for hurting you or doing something just in general, she goes, you don't, you never have to say that's okay. And you never have to, you never have to make them feel better because they're apologizing to you all you have to say is thank you for acknowledging that behavior and i thought that that was just a really good reminder in general about healthy discourse you know if you hurt me jess and you apologize i don't have to try to make you feel better because you hurt me um anyway so i just wanted to address all that and i just think I'm not even talking to Hannah Brown, but like Bachelor Nation in general, do better. Do better. It's, and expect more from us. And it's yes. And and also also just like we I mean, we have so much responsibility and privilege in Bachelor Nation to be given platforms where we reach so many people. And we can use those platforms to hurt or we can use them to educate and 
and, and I don't, I'm not saying any of this like, oh, I am the perfect use of my platform or anything like that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, and I, I, I you know, I, as someone who's not part of it and has been like a fan for so long and, you know, I would say like, this is just a, a grave reminder to me of the fact that like, and again, I know I just said it, but like just because you're a fan of someone doesn't mean that you stand by them blindly. And this yeah, is this acts, is yeah. an incredible opportunity for someone in Bachelor Nation to apologize and to grow and to, and then to use their platform like Rachel Lindsay was saying. Hannah Brown has so many followers, almost three she, I think million. She's the most of anyone in Bachelor Nation ever. And even if you know what, here's the thing. If you're a white person right now and you're coming at someone like Rachel Lindsay in the comments or whoever and saying like, why is it okay that a rapper can write that or say that word in lyrics and like they, you know, they're not expecting us just to not say it and blah, 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 blah. It's like, listen, before you open your mouth and write that, do yourself a favor and look into shit. Do research do a Look google into history <laughs> google, google search google why can't white people say the end there are Just plenty google of e- like explanations that are right there like it, it is it's it's very simple it's at our fingertips to find out and instead of just closing your eyes and blindly ignoring it and just trying to come up with excuses as to why it's okay because it would make you feel better i guess i don't know and yeah. it's easier for you to digest i don't know just yeah yeah, I don't really get that either. I'm also like, why can't you just take it at face value and say like, okay, I'm 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 not gonna say the the n word as a white person, and I'm gonna expect other white people don't. Maybe just what I yeah I don't know. I I also just want to say it's it's okay, and and it's part of doing work to to that like anti racist work is to look at what kind of internalized racism you have yourself and it's okay to acknowledge that and it's in it's better actually I am always more concerned when people say I'm not racist or I don't see color and I'm like okay but you do all of us have internalized racism within us no matter if we're married to someone who's a person of color or who have adopted a black child we all have because of the society and culture we live in some kind of internalized racism so starting just with acknowledging ourselves and and not it's it's not about pointing fingers and saying like I'm perfect and they're not. Mm-hmm. It's saying like we have to hold everyone else accountable, including ourselves. Yes. yes. And like you said, I would hope that people would hold us accountable equally. And like the thing you, is exactly like you it's said. It's happened on our show. This has happened yes. before where we've said something that has hurt someone or they found offensive. And when I can't tell you when someone has kindly slid into my DMs or even in an, even when they're angry, like both. I have I have come face to face with some serious shit that I have buried deep inside that I've had to really take time to really dive into and do my research and I'm I'm on I'm on a journey right now trying to de rewire a lot of shit but I'm yeah. I'm grateful for that. I you know it was so crazy. I was looking through um some of like like Rachel Lindsay's posts and then a few other like you know bachelor scoop type things and I saw specifically two friends of mine who I grew up with comment unsavory things. Mm. And, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to shit on Orange County, but like (laughs) at the end of the day, it's mostly white. 
there are very few black people, let alone people of color in general in Orange County. Um, and it's a very privi- privileged place, like wealth wise and all this. It's very, it's a bubble. It's the orange bubble. And, um, and when I saw that I was hit like a ton of bricks. And I think maybe that's why I felt like just a certain way all day. Cause I was reminded of, of so many I was reminded of so many like things that I used to say and things that I thought. And I'm thinking like, if this would have happened a certain amount of years ago, like how would I have responded? 100 same You know, here. and like, I'm like really, really grateful for people like you, people like our listeners who have been able to speak into my life and other people in my life. But it doesn't happen without effort. Does And it, no, and it doesn't happen over. No, the the things that I think now are not the same as I thought a year ago, two years ago, definitely not 10 years ago. And as you were saying this, I'm thinking of all the shit I used to say on Facebook mm-hmm. that I used to say in friends in passing all the time. And the things that I've done wrong continually up until now, shit we've said on our show, even in the past year and a half, I mean... We are not, no one is without fault, but until we can be in that place of discomfort, and un- un- if we can't go to that place of discomfort, there's, it's, it's, it's hopeless. Yeah. Um, but. What an intro that. for listen to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and now let's get into the shittiest. It's finale ever. Finale. Oh my god! But for real, broads, please, if you have not watched Rachel Lindsay's IGTV, it is up on her Instagram. It's saved in her IGTV. I think that was it. She, someone, she couldn't have put it better. So, and also, you know, this is this plays out for all of us in our daily lives too. And so, it's so beyond calling out someone, you know, on the internet. What what are you going to say when your friend makes that passing comment? What are you going to say when the family member says something? I mean, like, how are you going to do your part to to work to to acknowledge these things? So, well, anywho, (laughs) after that, after that, there's no good way to segue segue out. um, So we're just I'm just going to acknowledge that I I will. We'll talk maybe a little bit more of Bachelor Tea for like two more seconds before we say. Oh, yeah. Do you have any other um, tea? I mean, the only tea, uh, there's two pieces of tea and it's not tea that I have. But Bachelor Nation news um, is that uh, Peter, I don't know if you saw this on his Insta stories. Him and Kelly are back in Los Angeles PDAing it up. And um, I saw it on TMZ. I didn't see oh, okay. it on the stories. Well, though. he posted a story of him jumping on some like broken tree up and down kind of like violently and it was like whoa peter what you doing and then the next insta story was a huge bandage on his head and i know myself and we were like no i'm like peter (laughs) on your face and i was screaming well turns out he ended up having he got like micro needling done to his to his uh scar i'm sure he's trying of course he diminish it stop in the COVID times you gotta micro needle that shit (laughs) 
But oh my god! But I was a uh, I was at first when I saw it, I lit- I immediately almost sent it to you, and then I saw the following thing. I'm like, oh, okay, I thought he injured himself again jumping on this tree with Kelly, and I was like, it's hilarious <laughs> though. He's trying to microneedle it away. I mean, I'm not a like I'm not a this doctor. This is a defining moment. But in I'm your not life. a doctor. Maybe it's some sort of something for the healing process. I don't know. But when I hear microneedling, I think like diminishing the scar. And I'm like, Peter, you look way hotter with the scar. Keep the scar, honey. Keep that scar. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a moment in time that that is preserved forever, immortalized it really was. through the scar. There are so many. There, Chris Harrison's tears are in that scar. I swear to God. <laughs> um, and speaking of looking hotter, did you see Ari's hair? Yeah, the the, the bleach, the kind of like peachy bleach. Yeah situation and the cut so i was getting a ton of dms people being like oh my god look at how horrible what a mess and i'm like i'm be honest with oh you. i don't think it looks bad at all i was like wow first of all lauren should go into the yes. men's hair business secondly he looks great i was like am i attracted to ari jr <laughs> i plead the fifth on this one but no, i will please say it does, don't answer it, my god <laughs> It does. It does not look bad. I thought he looked hot as hell. I'll say it. And everyone sending me the messages were just like, roast him for this. And I was like, there's nothing to roast because I feel a certain sort of way about it. I don't know what to tell Honey, you. We live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Honestly, everyone's hair is bleach. I don't know what anyone's actual color looks like anymore. It's almost just kind From of 15 like 15 to 70. Like that's, that's what I don't know if I could. I, I'm like my brain's rewired to like not be attracted unless it's bleached hair at this point. I feel like every other guy here has like some sort of bleached buzz that's like neon green. They go through the or phase. Something Everyone like has to yeah. go through the phase for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I just had but, to I just had to say that because everyone was just like, I feel like it, or, doesn't this look terrible? you know go like come for him for the hair and i'm like i close (laughs) open your minds okay educate yourself (laughs) it is gorgeous okay educate yourself on style he is looking like a 10 out of 10 zaddy okay you don't like it that's fine i now attracted to ari jr didn't think it was gonna happen here we are okay weren't you already though from emily's season um i was okay with him I was okay. okay with him. I was excited when I found out he was going to be the bachelor because I was like, oh, he's a little older. Yeah. You know, any anytime they're a little older, you know, mom is happy. Well, d- speaking of older, I've been seeing some trailers for the new yes. series. Yes. We have a few. The new bachelor series where they're going over the bachelor bus. I saw a lot of JoJo cuts. Lots of JoJo. We saw Caitlyn. We saw um, Sean. We saw... Yes. Um, uh, a little bit of Juan Pablo. A little bit of Juan Pablo. We saw Jason. Which, of course, because um, Claire. Claire, so we have to have Juan Pablo yeah. on. Um, we saw Ben, I believe. Some Ben. Yes, I did see a lot did of Ben. Did we see actually. some Nick or no? No, and this is why I'm like, like I think there's a couple episodes they might be doing first. Like maybe Sean and maybe JoJo. I, I, I just saw like one or two trailers that just seem to have a lot of cuts from JoJo's season. So I'm wondering if that's going to be one of the first episodes. Yeah. I was on, I was on the floor by the way, because, um, I saw bachelor, like whatever their, their Instagram posted that trailer. And Nick was like, Oh great. And I was thinking about it. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, if they don't show Nick's season of the bachelor, they're just showing him as like villain guy that like, you know, all these on, on like, 
on uh, Andy and Caitlin's. Oh, I did see a little bit of Allie. Yes. Oh, Allie. And you know I'm excited because that means we get oh, to yeah. get reintroduced to Frank. Where are you at, Frank? Reveal yourself. Well, it is sort of embarrassing for some of these people. Like, not embarrassing. That's a that's a exaggerated use of the word. But like, you know, Ben and Lauren. Yeah. Nick and Vanessa. Probably a lot of people who don't really want to be reminded of these relationships. No, are you I kidding can't. me? There's so many people who are new viewers and it's like, I thought that that part of my life had died. Oh I thought we had gotten over that hump, but now I got to do this all over. Oh my gosh, no. Well, we do have broads. Prepare yourself because, um, you know, we'll definitely be having some of these Bachelor Nation folk hop on to some recaps with us. Already gotten a couple messages from some people who are old Bachelor Nation royalty who want to participate. Their their season is going to be shown because ABC hasn't blocked us from them because their contracts are expired. Because they're irrelevant now. Just kidding. <laughs> love but, you all. Um, um, but anyway, so it'll be fun and I'm very excited. But uh, before great. we get into the topic at hand after that long soliloquy or whatever type of phrase you'd like to, I don't know, soliloquy? I, I soliloquy? think that sounds nice. It sounds nice I don't know if me. that's what it means. I'm not sure. but. Um, but broads, let's pause for a moment because <clears throat> we have to talk about this. We all have those days when you're too busy to make a meal that's healthy or let's be honest, you just don't feel like it. Trust me, I get it. This is why I'm obsessed with Daily Harvest because when those days do happen, they've more than got you covered. Daily Harvest delivers delicious, clean food right to your door that just uh, takes minutes to prepare. Minutes. Like we're talking less than five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Daily Harvest is our most trusted meal source, baby. They've got prep, pre-prepped meals for on the go. Um, even if that just means going from your couch to your dinner table. I don't know. I've been on the go a lot around this 1,000 square foot pad of mine. <laughs> I'm a busy bee around this I am. I am darting from the bathroom to the kitchen. Uh, Daily Harvest never uses preservatives. Also, added no added sugars, no artificial ingredients. I can rest assured that whatever I'm eating myself or feeding to my family is the best quality and good for everyone. So there's no need to second thought or do a deep dive into the ingredients list just to make sure all those ingredients are listed right on the side. And as a soon-to-be mom of two, I can't tell you how great that feeling is. Literally every single ingredient, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That's all things I want me and my fam to be eating and you for know, sure. When I wasn't a health queen and I'm seeing all these ingredients that I've never seen before, looking them up and I'm like, wow, I should be putting that in my body. This is exciting. <laughs> this is new for me. <laughs> and speaking of kiddos, that's one of the things I love about Daily Harvest. So much of what they have to offer is kid and parent approved Um, My daughter, Ember, loves the Daily Harvest smoothies, all of them really, but her current favorite is the strawberry peach one. Uh, Mm. We mix it with a little bit of oat milk for her, Mm. and she says Mm -hmm. it tastes like ice cream. She loves it. Uh, Plus, in the end, I know she's getting extra servings of fruit. It's a win-win. Um, oh, and lately, Evan's been using the Harvest Bowls um, and adding some protein for it for dinner, and it's like these... These meals that are gourmet that would typically take like, I don't know, 40 minutes to make. He has ready in like five or 10 minutes with that extra protein. Yeah. Um, Daily Harvest. Yeah, you can really jazz You really up can. Pretty, you pretty, see a Harvest yeah. Bowl and you go, this is a delicious Harvest Bowl. And you add something to it like the egg that's my That's some. my recommendation. Oh, it's, it's not so necessary, good. but. It's not yeah. necessary, but man. Once he started to the do that. The sriracha. The, the egg and yeah. sriracha is the easiest I was like, go-to. I didn't know I was married but. to a chef. This is this is fantastic. <laughs> um, Daily Harvest has been a staple in my life since everything in our lives changed. So grateful for them. 
And it's also such a great gift, Broads. Um, I think it's a great way to bless a parent or a grandparent or maybe a friend who just gave birth. I think people are always asking me what to give people for their baby shower or something like that. Daily Harvest subscription. You know that's going to be put to use. Girl, it's my go-to now. That is my go-to whenever (sighs) someone has a baby. I send them and they're always like, so useful. Your gift was my favorite. I'm like, yes. Yes. You might not be able to see them in person, but at least you can send them some love and care through Daily Harvest. Mm -hmm. So you can go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code chatty to get 25 bucks off your first box. That's promo code chatty for 25 bucks off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. All right, listen, bitch, we are literally like 40 minutes into this episode already. (laughs) But you know, we had more important things to talk about. And honestly, like, again, could there have been a more boring finale? Like, I was so upset. And one of the main reasons that it was the most boring finale ever is because the one part that I was excited about, a.k.a. Matt and Rudy, got cut within the first, like, 10 minutes. I, Gray and I, were holding on to hope so hard that they would bring them back around for a surprise (gasps) performance. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm so glad I didn't even have that thought because I would have been even more disappointed. (laughs) See, that was the hope that was alive in my heart for so long. What a beautiful glimmer. What the fuck? (laughs) I don't know. Becca, also producers, do your goddamn job. Why did you talk them into leaving? Talk them into staying, you dumb bitches. Was it a budget thing? I don't understand. Like, like why? (sighs) I was very confused about everything that was going on. By the way, I heard or someone sent me um, a snippet from Matt. I think it was on. I don't know if he was on Caitlin's podcast or was on someone's Bachelor Nation's podcast. And he said that that little moment that him and Rudy had together where they got to spend the night in like Hotel California. Yes. I saw this. That they just asked for it. They asked for it. And the producers provided. So like, what is the deal with producers on this show? They should be fired. They should be fired. I bet some of them were my producers. Some of them were probably my friends. But listen, you're letting these people go rogue, okay? Granted, they have no job right now, so... (laughs) cause them more drama make this more difficult okay you can't just provide fantasy suite dates for these people whenever they want them (laughs) i mean what ended up happening halfway through this episode is i was like do like i don't care if brie or chris or trevor or jamie i didn't care i didn't care why why would i I? bad saying it but it's just like i pretty much would have been more interested with anyone else in the top and i'm not saying that they weren't incredibly julian brandon on that's the thing i'm not saying that they weren't incredibly talented that's not the case what i'm saying is there was well i'm gonna zero, say that. There were, okay. <laughs> she said it not me there was zero drama and we needed a little bit of something there was zero I mean, drama the brie, and, the brie and chris drama they tried to manufacture was weak they tried and it was so weak and it was just like give us yeah give us brandon and julia Give us Matt and Rudy, give us Natasha and Ryan just for like, you know, the joy of being able to stare at both of them and hear them perform like, yeah, because their performances would have been fire. They just had one fluke. (sighs) I was very upset about it. Um, Well, I mean, they they're in Nashville now and Trevor makes some comments saying that he's planning to move to Nashville because Jamie lives there. And I was like. Oh, that a me. I was like, wait, this sorry, is did Swift. <laughs> I had to rewind it because I was like, what? I'm like, I feel like 
here's the thing. Becca and I are not going to get into where these couples are at in this episode because we're waiting to find out some final stuff. Oh, On yeah, Thursday's yeah. episode, we are going to have a fun special guest. We are still in between. Okay, I can't. we can't tell you broads who it's going to be yet. We're getting it figured out right now. But point is, is at the top of... It's going to be good either it's way. It's going to be good either way, okay? Uh, but at the <laughs> We've top... We've got two options right now. We've got two great options that are being discussed. Um, but at the top of the episode, we will talk about where the couples are at yeah, after yeah, yeah. they've posted more and we get more information. Where are they now? Where are they now? Uh, Yeah, okay, so... But do you I think... Mean, can you imagine if he actually... like? What, what if we were misreading this the whole time? I don't buy it and I don't think we were. Yeah. But can you imagine if all of a sudden it was like, actually, like I'm head over heels in love with her and I've moved to Nashville. You know, by the end, I was really confused. And I'm like, I don't know I, if you like her or not. I really don't. I know. I felt distraught. I definitely think that they had good sex. I think so, too. He seemed pretty happy the next He morning. seemed very relaxed. <laughs> He seemed real happy. I did notice that. I was like, hmm. I'm like, maybe this was what put it over the edge for him. Maybe he was like, I don't know if I can handle Jamie. I don't know. She's, you know, she's got a lot of nervous energy. And, and then, then he's like, okay, she's also got 21-year-old energy. <laughs> so and let me tell you. <laughs> he's got sorority girl. She's got sorority girl energy. I don't know. But... Yeah, yeah, I feel like we're usually pretty good at reading that. I mean, obviously, our our if we had to probably pick, we'd probably say that he's not into her. I would assume that maybe he enjoyed having sex with her and he thinks that she's very pretty and I would be shocked. I don't see them making it in the real world. I would be shocked thing. if they were still together. My guess is that he broke up with her. This is going to be my, this is my guess. He, All right. he broke up with her um, three weeks after they were done filming. Okay. And he said, it's the distance. I don't know if I'm ready to leave or blah, 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 blah. Made an excuse for it. She was, of course, upset. But in his Trevor way, he somehow made her feel like it was a mutual decision. And she's going to be super like, I support him. I love him. We're friends, blah, blah, blah. Even though you know it was because he worded it a certain way to make her feel like, you know, they both needed it for both of their careers. And it was because he didn't want to be tied down. That's my guess. Yeah, that would make that 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 makes sense actually. Yeah, she's like, no, we both decided we're just going in different directions. Meanwhile, she's just devastated. Yeah, but I don't think that she's gonna be like, oh my god, fuck him. No, I think that she's got that vibe where it's like she's gonna be supportive. Or is he going to move to Nashville with her and then just be pursuing other pursuits on the side? I don't know. I definitely think Nashville's a better call for him in general. I think I do. I'm surprised. So I was like, maybe he was already. There. Well, I was going to say, maybe he's already planning on it. And then he's like, yeah, it's for Jamie. I'm <laughs> so in love with her. I'm going to move there to be with her. Let's continue this narrative. Turns out it's been part of his plans for the past eight months. <laughs> I mean, the good thing for them is they didn't really miss out on anything since there's no tour happening. I know. And you know what I was thinking about, too? Because afterwards, their reaction, they were like still big smiles. And he was like, I love her and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hold on a second. Trevor, Trevor fame of American Idol. If you know anything about American Idol, you know it's better to come in second place than first. Because if you're in mm. first place, you were under American Idol contract record deal True. for years and it sucks. Second place. 10 years. Always, or 10 years. Holy shit. Even crazier. Yeah. Second place. Always better. Always better to come in second place. Yeah. Look at Adam Lambert touring with fucking Kiss. Or Queen. Queen. 
even even much larger. <laughs> Queen still tours? Well, I'm confused. He's now, you know, he's replaced Freddie Mercury. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was like opening for No, he he's playing Freddie Mercury's part like in Queen? Oh yeah. Holy shit. I mean, unless I'm like fully off base on this one. I mean, now I have to look it up. So I'm not like, no. you know, but I'm 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 pretty sure. Oh, no, you're right. It's like John Mayer and the dead kind of situation. Yeah, you're you're yeah. totally right. It's yeah, Queen, it's and, Adam Queen and Adam Lambert. Can you believe? Damn, that's so sick. That's the dopest thing ever. He's like, what oh, I've got second place on American Idol. And now and, and look at what the guy's probably doing who got first place, whatever his name was, Chris something. Yeah. You know, I think he did what yeah. one song did well, but you know, Adam yeah. Lambert is thriving. Listen, second place always always kills it. I think even like Ruben Stuttered and Clay Aiken, I remember that year. And Ruben got like one song that did okay and Clay Aiken made it had a successful career for a hot minute afterwards. Well, Dream Girls, what's her name? Oh, gosh. Oh my god. Why can't I Why am I blanking on her name? Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Fucking Jennifer Hudson. I think she might have even gotten third. I could be wrong on this. No, I think she did too. How dare they? Are you kidding me? And this girl has like, what, an Oscar now? I mean, Yeah, wait. No, she placed seventh. Oh. Oh. What? Seventh? Yeah. Oh. Seventh place. You know this girl is is laughing her way to sleep every single night like those (laughs) stupid idiots (laughs) they they passed on me these people didn't vote for me and i have every sort of award under the sun now okay everyone can calm down and yeah and then i'm also like okay so like who won who won yeah that season seriously what was her season do we have to do american idol recap i mean honestly i wouldn't hate it i would actually love to do an american idol recap I know me too, actually. Who are these people? Diana did did Jarmo and Fantasia Barino. Oh, Fantasia was amazing. And Diana, uh, I think, is now doing like either E or she does. I could be totally wrong, but I think she does. Um, she does like pop culture news now. A lot of people have well, had made successful careers, but they're not touching Jennifer Hudson. Oh, they're not household names. Oh, they're not household names. No, no, not like. Well, and then, of course, you know, Kelly Clarkson's obviously still killing it. Yes. And she won first. But after her yeah, and Carrie Underwood, Carrie Underwood, there, there's definitely been a few that some, have come but out you know of what? there. But the theory is that it's better to get second. It's better yes. to get second because then you're not under that contract and you can go with whoever is throwing you the biggest offer. So point is, maybe Trevor is like, oh, you know what? I'm coasting in second place because I know how American Idol works. I'm going to get that second place slot get a record deal all on my lonesome because maybe they're under some sort of record contract obligation after the show where they have to be together and they have to be a pair. Maybe. Maybe Trevor's like, I'm just going to get my own record deal now. After I, yeah. Or he's in love with her and we're totally off. (laughs) But either way, it's still probably the better position to be in. Probably. So, I mean, what happens? Let's see. Uh, Well, they're in Nashville. And then that's when uh, Chris Harrison tells the couples that they're going to be performing two songs. um, But then they're also going to have a date that's going to include the fantasy suite. 
And then Chris Harrison's like, well, if you're Chris called out Jamie, by the way, he's like, well, called she- her out. <laughs> he's like, unless you're a Bachelor Nation fan like Jamie, none of you else know what this is. But Jamie here is such a thirsty ass fan. <laughs> Becca, he straight up made it sound like that. I was like, he called her out a couple times. I feel like during this episode, I know like, singled her out. I know. In the, in the end, in the finale show, he's like Jamie, who could barely stand on stage without shitting her pants the first week. Chris Harrison's like fucking Natasha should be here right now. <laughs> this is a travesty. This is an injustice. Oh, actually, Dude, you know what? You know, so funny. Chris Harrison actually was probably so devastated that Matt and Rudy were gone because they sang "Shallow." There was so- there was a uh, a broad a broad squad member who in one of our latest posts commented this and i i'm so sorry i don't know your handle because i was laughing so hard (laughs) and she said after chris harrison said that about jamie all i could think about was her comment she goes jamie gives me like the energy of that she's a niece of one of the producers and the producers i saw that too (laughs) the niece of one of the producers and they're trying to further her musical career To the comments sent me. I'm so sorry. I don't remember what your handle is. It was so funny. Dude. Okay, so what? Well, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. So uh, first of all, it's hilarious when they get to this grandma ass hotel in Nashville and everyone's just swooning over it. It's like, I mean, it's nice, but I'm like, what are we going to pretend that this is like the Ritz Carlton? Trevor's just like Kennedy was here. Wilson was here. Nixon was here. I was like, did Watergate happen here or not? <laughs> oh, wait, that was Watergate Hotel, I think. Right. I don't know. Oh, was it? I don't know. Either way, they haven't decorated since all of those historical things happened. That's for sure. Uh, Surprise, surprise. Matt's panicking again. Um, I was cringing so hard when they're opening up the the envelopes. Oh, gosh. And Jamie is deciding to sing out loud every single song that they read off. (laughs) Oh, my God. There was a lot of cringing for me in this episode, Becca. I'm not going to lie to you. It was tough. It was a tough one. Normally, like my cringing in this in this series has been able to be displaced by other elements that I've enjoyed. And this one didn't have much of those. So I was just left with like cringe city. Like I said, you know, um, I keep I kept holding out hope that there was going to be some twist. Yeah, it never came. It never came. It was Uh, it was cringe city and music city, baby. Um. Rudy and Matt, do we talk about them? Yeah. Is that what we go so, on to next? I mean, well, before before them, I, I guess there's the moment like we're we're basically shown where all the other couples are at, um, where Trevor and Jamie have their like intimate moment together. Chris and Bree, he you see him declaring his love for her without her asking about it. Um <laughs> And without her prodding, without her prodding, Bree is planning their future with the home studio. Oh, oh, I know. And the the many children. Oh, you better <laughs> believe I noted that. I'm like, oh, the home studio. Okay, where in the house do you, what, what colors are you decorating with? What are the wedding um, colors? Very nice. Um, and uh, then of course they're cutting. I was I could not handle how they're having the scene of um. Of them Chris singing and Brie. "Make You Feel My Love." Yep, and then <laughs> dubbing, putting it over the scenes with Rudy Matt's and Matt wandering around the hotel. It was like, kind of fantastic. I, I was kind of loving the editing. It. it was it was fantastic, but it was just so like, oh my god! And then we see Matt and Rudy, and but you know what? 
Okay. Rudy said they're, they're sitting down. He says he can't. He feels like he can't be at the point everyone else is at, which feels fair to me, considering Bree's over there planning their home studio setup. And Jamie, I don't, I don't even know what to say about Jamie and Trevor, but feels totally fair that Matt's feeling a little Completely. bit like I'm, I'm not really where everyone else Completely. is. Rudy is like, you know, we don't fake anything. We don't have to be like them. We, we're real. And I was like, I feel that. Yes. I feel that. And Rudy and Matt, to me, had the most hope in the real world of yep. a successful relationship and a successful music career. I might have and walked away from this conversation even as a Matt and Rudy stan. For sure. Me too. And it was me very too. different from their first conversation together uh, or their first argument together like week one or two, which was I like. So petty and it, dumb. It was, it was cool to see. You saw how much their relationship has grown in just the course of this discussion. He used, he was way more communicative. He really explained what he was processing. He was really patient. She got upset for a second and then gave an apology that I don't think she, was, she even needed to give. But she then was like, okay, here's how I'm at. And I'm sorry, I, I reacted Yeah, and she's way. also saying, like, I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm not, like, mad at you. I don't know. She, yeah, she was. It was, like, a very, very healthy Bachelor Nation moment. And, yeah. you know, I felt... I felt for Matt big time because I thought, you know, I got to give the guy some major props here because what would have been easy to do is to be like, fuck it. And, you know, because I understood both sides. I understood what Rudy was saying. And that's probably the way that I would have gone. I would have gone like, okay, we don't have to say that we're ending this thing madly in love with each other, but let's at least perform. We both like each other. Right. Like we're vibing with each other. Let's perform and we can go from there. Um, but Matt was just uncomfortable not being. Like as far along as the other couples were. And I think <laughs> I think Matt, I think because Matt is probably not a Bachelor Nation viewer. He took what Chris Harrison said as like gold. He was like, OK, if I'm not in love and I'm not ready to move forward permanently with her, I cannot I accept this responsibility. Because Chris Harrison no. says it's a big responsibility as the first title holder of Listen to Your Heart, ABC. He's like, I'm I'm expecting they're going to force us to get engaged at the end of this. <laughs> and quite honestly, I'm just not ready to make that commitment. He's like, what other twist are they going to throw at us all of a sudden? Where they're like, he's like, I just thought this was going to be a music audition show. Now I'm falling in love with some <laughs> someone. Now I'm having to go on the road with them and accept a record label or uh, uh, <laughs> a record deal together. I don't know if I'm ready to get married. <laughs> I mean, I. And, well, I was I was like, wait, but I was got really confused, though. I was like, is he leaving? Are they breaking up? I mean, they they kind of separate again Matt sits her down again and he tells her that he cares but he can't get there to the point where you're saying that he thinks Chris Harrison is expecting of them (laughs) um and they both leave and that was it was it was actually so sad it was seeing both of them leave in their cars it was the worst Becca I was so upset I I was this if we wouldn't have had to recap this by the way for all of our beautiful broad squad I would have turned the TV turned off, it off and I would have been like all right no I wouldn't have because I thought they were going to reunite I really did God, I was so it it took I've all here always been a fan in certain ways and in certain moments of the two of them, it really took losing them to make me realize how much I liked both of them. Okay. 
Me too. I had I had to lose them to realize my love. I know. And that's how it goes sometimes. You know what I mean? (sighs) (laughs) That's just love, isn't it? But okay, honestly, I was telling Gray, I was like, they have the realist relationship. Like they're 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 muddling through all of this mess that is love. They 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 play with each other. They laugh with each other. They ask the producers if they can go and spend the night somewhere else. They're doing their own thing. They're on their own path. This is their own, their own journey. journey. <laughs> this is their journey. Okay, people? ABC cannot confine it. Also, I'm so sorry. The two of them will have very successful careers. They will be like Ryan and Natasha. I hope. They're going to be fine. I mean... I mean, I hope... I. It was the... I loved watching... I loved watching their performances, and I was really looking forward to... I know. ...watching the performances. Well, the when they decided to leave and then they go back into the room with Jamie and Trevor and Rudy says I'm gonna go and Jamie shrieks no like no and I'm like okay first of all what about though like oh my god are you okay like what's going on it was just like no are you leaving right now I'm like even though she's upset you know in the back of her head she's like thank god I said (laughs) the couples are pretending to be all sad they knew that was their biggest competition. Oh, by they a know. mile, by a mile, and especially the fact that the judges haven't been there week to week watching. You know, it's like, oh, they don't know that maybe, or they're not, they're not Chris Harrison, so they don't know the behind the scenes drama that Matt and Rudy are like. You know, that they've been kind of arguing and on and off. Like, you see one performance of the two of them, and you're like, these two have chemistry that is beyond explanation. Okay, yeah, this is otherworldly yep. chemistry. Exactly. And also, you know what? I Not only did I think they were going to reunite, but when Matt's watching that limo going away and the way he's watching it leave, I was like, chase after her. <laughs> chase after her. Have your rom-com moment. Oh, God. It hurt so bad. Um, When they, but, Becca, when alas. they went down the elevator and they, and they were in the hotel leaving and all of a sudden they turn the corner and they start, the music starts playing. I was convinced that they were going to turn the corner and there was going to be a live band set up in the middle of the hotel playing like shallow and they were going to have to like confront their musical chemistry and be like, this isn't the time right now, guys. Like we're trying to leave. And I thought that they were going to have this moment where they would try to stop them by engaging them musically. But there was nothing, just an empty hotel hallway and missed opportunities so many missed opportunities and okay well and also rudy you know that those first two episodes she was having a rough time she's doing a little bit of snapping and all of a sudden you see her in the car leaving and she is so calm and like resilient and it was a beautiful moment and then we see matt and he's crying and then i got teary-eyed when he was talking about like the biggest his biggest regret is the fact that he's stopping her from having the opportunity to perform again and have more people see her and that's that's the real shit that's the real love or it's like i want people to be able to see her perform again i'm like yes we all want to see her perform again matt you took that away from us but i understand <laughs> hopefully I hope they're still I hope they get back together or they're still together or whatever. I, I was a little confused on the state of their relationship because I felt like they were sort of breaking up but not really. They left us like 
the same deal with the Ryan and Natasha shit. I think ABC yeah. is trying to do witchcraft on our brains and be like, no one can be truly confirmed together except Chris and Brie. Because no one has come out and like confirmed anything about their relationships. True. And it's like, are you guys just trying to mess with our heads and be like, this is the only one that worked? How dare they? Good point. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're specifically, they've specifically been told not to release the status of the relationship. I don't know. But let's take a pause and then uh, continue on. Yes, let us take take a moment. Um, okay, so something I've been making a big effort to do in 2020 is learn how to work smarter, not harder broads. Okay, that's been the goal. Mm. Work smarter, not harder. You um, go. I mean, life is hard enough. If we can simplify things in any way, I say yes and amen. And that's why I'm so thankful for Thrive market uh, especially at a time like this not only do i get high quality groceries delivered to my door for a fraction of the cost i was paying in stores but i'm doing some good at the same time thanks to their social good initiatives both are things i would be um wanting to do anyways and then combining them just makes sense i really like thrive um it can definitely be difficult to hone in and narrow down exactly how to help when there's just so much that needs to be done and with so many people that need help right now um, but Th Thrive Market, they're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. They give back in some way at every level of service. So when you pay for a membership, they match that membership and give one to someone in need, like a low-income family or a teacher or a first responder. They always do that. Mm -hmm. um, they've started a specific COVID-19 fund. Mm -hmm. They're carbon-neutral shipping. Uh, Anyway, there's a lot of good in Thrive Market's practices, and it makes me feel good about shopping with them. And they also have a really good selection of stuff. Oh, such a good just selection. just placed an order the other day. Yeah. Such a good selection. Um, another added perk of shopping with Thrive Market is that they make it so easy to shop for specific dietary needs or restrictions. And even by different food values with their filter function, you can easily find products that are, for example, keto-friendly or vegan or products that are strictly non-GMO or non-toxic. Uh, with Thrive Market, catering to specific eaters or finding foods that follow your dietary needs just became the easiest thing in the world. A bounty of incredible products, broads. And when I say at a fraction of the cost, it is shocking. These are nice, high-quality brands and products that at other stores cost much more. After I discovered Thrive Market, I got their membership and I have never looked back because it financially made such a big difference. Um, I didn't have to sacrifice quality anymore just because of price points. No. Yeah. So you should try Thrive Market and become a member risk free. You go to thrivemarket.com slash chatty. And if you join today, you'll get up to $20 in shipping credit, shopping credit, not shipping credit. You'll get $20 of free shopping credit towards your first order. That's spelled T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash chatty to start your risk free membership. And you can get up to $20 towards your first order. That's thrivemarket.com slash chatty. And Okay, so this next advertiser, I just had two people DM me about it the other day asking, what's the CBD brand that you I've guys talk about on the podcast? I've been getting a lot of DMs about this in the past couple weeks, that's for sure. Um, and a lot of, uh, yeah, from a lot of people. Um, and speaking of a lot of people, especially right now, um, I know personally I've had some trouble falling asleep from time to time. Actually, a little trouble is an understatement of the year. It's more fair to say that falling asleep feels like an impossible task some nights. And is there anything more annoying than laying awake, staring at the ceiling for hours only to finally doze off and wake up the next morning feeling like you didn't sleep at all and couple that with a load of anxiety? Uh, I don't think so. 
And that's why you'll find Feels CBD on my nightstand every night of the week. It's the only thing that's really helped me fall asleep quickly and wake up feeling rested. And it's been there to help curb my anxiety so much lately. Feels is premium CBD that's delivered directly to your doorstep and it's so simple to use. All you have to do is place a few drops of feels underneath your tongue as needed and within minutes you'll start to feel the effects. I really like this because you can adjust your dosage since it's a tincture versus like little pills. You can decide how much you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you already know CBD works for you, you can join this feels community to get delivery every month, which means you save money on every order. Mm -hmm. So. If you're going through that CBD like nobody's business right now, feel <laughs> yeah, subscription. Exactly. And if you've never tried CBD before, you have no idea where to start. It's all good because Feels has real human support ready to walk you through um, all their... Yeah, which is great. It's so, so nice. Many questions. There's so many questions. They have the CBD hotline and it's free and you can get um, all your uh, questions answered. It's just really the best experience. Uh, Feels is amazing. And if you've been suffering from stress, chronic pain, anxiety, or sleep deprivation, you are not alone but there's help out there feels is such an incredible solution to combat all your problems and get you feeling good again i've gotten so many messages like we were saying the broads have been filling up the dms lately who've been really grateful for feels a lot of broads who have ordered it in the past and they are really loving it right now so thank you so much feels feels has us feeling our best every day and it can help you too so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash chatty and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Now that's that's F-E-A-L-S dot com, okay, slash chatty. Uh, that's where you can become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash chatty. Love feels. Truly been one of my heroes of the past Love two and a half them. months. <laughs> I know, and whenever I used to go over to Jess's house to record, I'd be like, whenever I'd have a headache, I'd be like, do you have any feels? Bring on in the your feels, baby. And can I use it? Thank you. Um, okay, so should we talk about Jamie and Trevor's date? Yes, 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 yes. yes. So everyone's stoked as fuck that Rudy and Matt are gone. Yes, um, the people are celebrating. Like, wow, how sad. Oh my God, this is crazy. So terrible. And they're like... <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> we have Thank a chance. Um, yeah. They're, Jamie and Trevor then have their date. And I'll be real with you. I kind of, I don't remember much. I was just looking at that cheese board like, <laughs> God damn, they know how to make a cheese board on this show. And I was just ready to dive bomb into that. <laughs> I'll, I'll sum it up. She said she's lacking. She's lacked in confidence in the past. He says he wants to risk it all with her. Mm-hmm. He says everything he needs to get her to the fantasy suite wasn't much. Yeah. No shade to her. Said something no about, shade to her. Oh, I remember him having saying he had walls up because um, of past experiences. And I was like, what does that mean? So do your ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Are you talking about the ex with the emotional cheating scandal or what's the deal? Now I have to know. And if I would have been Jamie, my question would have been, That's so good to hear, Trevor, that you feel like you're letting your walls down. Can you tell me what exact past experiences and relationships you've had that have put your walls up? Damn, you're hard, sis. (laughs) Listen, you do not want to date me. It is not easy. And I've never claimed to be an easy girlfriend or especially that I'm I'm easy (laughs) once we're together. But getting there. Oh, no, 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 no. I have many questions. 
I'm easy once we're together for like two years. Yeah. Anything before that's, you never know. Now, <laughs> I've never heard from anyone that I'm easy, but I like to say that I'm an easy girlfriend. <laughs> no one's ever said say... that about my about me, but <laughs> I know they're all thinking it. <laughs> I will say I think all, all, most, except the bitter ones, I think most of my exes still like me after yeah. we've broken up. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone... Except that one person, but they're I I hate them too. Um, I don't think anyone's gonna be like, "Wow, I regret dating her." Yeah, I think she mine were all life. like friends with me until the podcast, and I have dropped random stories about certain <laughs> ones of them, and they know that it's them. Okay, can we talk about that for a minute? Because the feedback that we got about our date night episode <laughs> yeah. with the boys was unprecedented. It's one of the most like one of the the episodes that we got some of the like like i don't know the most posts with like people watching watching i don't know if it's like the highest listens but i would just i guess encourage if you haven't listened it people seem to really enjoy it people love it and people want more we'll have to do it again at least another time i'm definitely down to you know make it somewhat regular because we had so much fun we recorded it and i was was like is that are people gonna like this like i'm having a great time but you all seem to enjoy it so we'll definitely do another one and this time we'll uh We'll let it be known that we're going to be recording it and we'll get a lot of questions. I mean, the boys are just such attention whores. They both were just stealing the spotlight the whole time, but people were eating it up. Honestly, I think one of the things that we'll do that would be maybe a good call is when you are first with uh, the little one and you're in your early stages and like, I need to take some moments. Maybe we'll just have them do an episode together alone. Oh, (laughs) you know, you and I are going to have to listen Oh, back front no, no, to no. back. It'll get like, edited three down times. to like two minutes long. <laughs> if you'll just drop the two minute up. <laughs> it's just them laughing like back and forth for like 15 <laughs> minutes and then maybe some dialogue. Yes. Anyway, what if we what can we actually what can we have them talk about? That could be so funny. We could have them alone, like talk about their relationships with us. Oh, that's a great idea. Or they could give advice, or we could just have them giving advice to people. They could do a little bit of both. It could be a relationship episode. They could talk about ours for our relationship. Yeah, people could ask them questions questions. about us. Broad, (gasps) slide, tell us in the comments below the meme or whatever we post, do you want Evan and Gray to do an episode by themselves? I'm nervous about it, but <laughs> me too. But I, but I will love listening to it. Sorry about it, the tangents, broads. But to be honest with you, this episode was a snooze fest, so we have to distract in certain <laughs> ways. We got to put some space in between the third ad. <laughs> we got to have some time after the third ad for the ending. We don't want to. We don't want to smother you all with that. You know what I'm saying? My God, <laughs> sorry. Um. Uh. uh so I mean, it seems like she, they absolutely. Trevor and Jamie seem like they absolutely had sex. Well, she gives this exclamation, I'm falling in love every day with you more and more, and then throws her arms around him, and then I think they went to Pound Town. I think so, too, especially after the fact that she, like, pulled out... so gross. (laughs) She pulled out the Fantasy Suite card, basically said, do you want to go? And he was like, I'm falling in love with you. And I'm like, well, everything (laughs) was just solidified. You guys definitely had sex. Well, Well, on the other other hand... hand Oh, on on quite the different other hand, um, we have Brie and Chris's date, 
And she opens up saying she takes physical intimacy very seriously. Well, and I forgot, Becca. I'm having flashbacks. That she is Mormon. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I was waiting for this. I totally Um, forgot about it. Completely. Which I also have some questions about. I don't know a lot about Mormonism. I'm curious about her being with someone who's not Mormon. Is that like like frowned upon? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, it's like, just based on some of my Mormon friends, it's like Christianity. There's different, there's people are, there's tiers, you know? Got it. Got it. And some so people are more conservative and some people are more, got it. Okay. Right. I mean, the general consensus is like, you're supposed to wait. I mean, there's the joke about Mormon anal, about people doing, it's the same joke about Christian anal. Like, sure. you're supposed to be saving, penetrated oh, okay, sex okay. till marriage, all that kind of thing. Okay. I have Mormon friends, of course, that were doing the same thing Christian friends are doing of like, you know, oral <laughs> until marriage, that kind of thing. And then I also have Mormon friends that are, they're just much less, yeah, they're just more liberal. Okay. And they also maybe drink. And have sex and stuff too. Yes. So it just depends. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. That makes sense yeah. to me. Um. Well, it then seemed like she was, you know, on the more liberal side, but is planning on being intimate <laughs> later physically, but maybe not quite yet. And maybe not on camera. The thing that I've just noticed just from my Mormon friends that's a little bit different that I think that's interesting that's different, different from Christianity is Mormon culture is much more okay with um, dating people who aren't Mormons. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, at least like in my Christian circle, it was very much like you're only supposed to date other Christians. Okay. That was my experience kind of at least. Yeah. Oh, no. That's Um, how I would. That's how I was raised. It was like you do not date a non-Christian. Yeah. But Mormons are a little bit more lax about that just in my observation. Got it. Um, Well, anyway, she is nervous because she's planning on saying that they probably well okay so this is where then i was surprised i thought that they were absolutely going to still go into the fantasy overnight but not have sex exactly so i was really thrown off when they just didn't even take advantage of the time alone me too because when she was leading in saying like you know i want to get to know you on emotional level and he was saying you know Things have have been rushed for him in the past. Yeah. I thought that they would be like, well, let's just take this time to get to know each other more. Or at least like sing at each off other camera. for a couple hours off camera. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they could just sing to each other all night. Maybe the temptation was too strong. I guess. I was just, yeah, I was so surprised. No fantasy suite for them. No fantasy suite. And he, uh, she explains that to him <sighs> and he is A-OK with it. It seems. But then what was going on the next day? Becca, what happened? What happened? Okay. And how did it get resolved to the point where they won? The only resolution seemed to be to the fact that they went out and did a good job performing and the judges liked it. And so now they were fine. Like, I, I don't, I was so confused like, they seemed so happy. He dropped her off at her bedroom, which I thought that they all were sharing that one penthouse suite, so I was confused about that. I, I didn't... I was very confused. Me too. They didn't explain anything. And also, like, they were acting like they had the fantasy suite together. Someone did something weird. And then it was uncomfortable. I know, but... the. I thought they were on the same page and they just didn't end up going. I, I was confused. Something happened. 
something happened. And I will, I will. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe one of them like knocked on the other one's door in the middle of the night and was like wanting to initiate something more and the other person like shut it down and it got really awkward. But something like something went wrong because it was too extreme. It didn't make any sense because, by the way, that that tension lasted from rehearsal all the way till when they were in that green room before the performance. I know something happened. And producers didn't want us to see it because they won. But then also Brie just said like something shifted today. And I guess I mean, I guess that doesn't mean that nothing happened, but. And I guess there are those moments where things shift and it's like you can't really explain why something feels off. But there's a difference between off and like agitated. Like she seemed agitated. God, I'd have to watch it back to 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 figure this out. But I was thinking maybe. Maybe he said, like, what if we take the fantasy suite just to just to get to know each other? Like maybe during that dinner conversation, he suggested something like that. Okay. Or vice versa. And the other pe- person was just like, Shut no, it down. I, that's not a good idea. And then they're like, okay, so no fantasy suite. Maybe. And then it was just a little weird. It definitely felt to me. Because they could have edited around that. It felt to me like she was agitated and he was trying to make up for it a little bit. I actually felt like he seemed more distant. And she was okay. trying to pre- like pretend like everything was okay. Do you think I don't know. I I I've been getting dude, I've said it time and time again. I've been getting weird vibes from them since I day know, one, I know. And and you know opinion. what? This really confirmed your weird vibe energy because <laughs> never has I never have I ever seen a couple win and felt less like, oh my god, my heart. Because even when I'm not and they seem again, they seem like nice people. It's just like I felt no joy. I was just like, cool, they won. I mean, I don't know. It just felt very anticlimactic to me. I agree. Because it was so awkward leading up to it. And it wasn't awkward in like a Matt Rudy way where there's like tension and they're struggling, but then they overcome. It's like, what is going on? We are not being shown something. ABC is keeping us at, they're keeping a secret from us because they want a couple to work and to have like this pretty, you know, wrapped with a bow type ending for their first season of Listen to Your Heart, not knowing how successful or unsuccessful it was <laughs> going to be. First and last first and season, last season of-, of Listen to Your Heart. There's no way it's getting I- renewed. I mean, I'd be shocked. I would too. But I guess, you know, because they also have no way of gauging how lucrative like the after tour and all that stuff will be because it, it didn't happen. Very true. Very true. I, I can't imagine how many people would have actually been flying to the computers to book a show to see Chris and Bree. I, like, I, I don't mean that. Like, that didn't. I didn't mean that as shady as that sounded, but I just don't see people getting like super jazzed. No. Like, yeah. The couple I was rooting for all along. For example, again, the numbers may be different now, but when I checked a few days ago, like, you know, Rudy, Matt, uh, Natasha, Ryan, these people have more followers than like Chris and Bree. Um, or Jamie. Now, Trevor had a lot of followers going into it, so he has yes, more. He but, um, you know, it wasn't like the top two couples gained the most followers. No. So I think that they would have had the best 
it seems like the couple that was the most beloved that overall people were the most fanatic fanatical about, you know, we'll say that mildly because it wasn't a huge explosion, but Matt and Rudy seemed to be the overall favorite over the past like two weeks that people were, I saw the most passion about specifically was their relationship and their yeah, performances people really together. Ryan too. Yeah. Oh Maybe no. Not Natasha though. Um, I'll tell, I'll tell you what though, the guy, Working with Chris and Brie in their rehearsal was the producer's dream. Oh, he yeah. was just making them feel even more uncertain through that whole thing. He's like, no, you know, there's just zero chemistry. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> there's shade. He was just like, are you guys like together or not? Because it doesn't feel like that anymore. Did you guys break up? Was the sex bad? Did you not have sex? Let's talk about your relationship with your mother. Both of you. Here. <laughs> I, though, oh, God, when they were starting to practice together and you walk and they walk into the room and the band has like tripled because it's like the final orchestra slash band, like all the backup singers, all this. And you're seeing them perform together. And it's awkward. And when you are hearing it, it's off and there's something wrong. And all I could think about was like that feeling, Becca, when like it's like being in a musical in high school, right? When you're having like one of your run throughs and it's the two days before the actual show and you do a run through. And as soon as the run throughs over, your uh, your musical theater director is standing like this in the audience. Empty audience. <laughs> and it's just like, um, you guys uh, take five and we'll reconvene back here in a few minutes. And you're all just like quaking and you're like, we just did the whole first run through. And you sit there and your director's like, something was off. And you all felt it too. Like there's, you just feel like. You know it's there. It's just off. And it's the most anxiety causing feeling. Oh God, it's the worst. And you're like, how are we supposed to fix this? Because it's not like people were doing anything like missing lines or singing like poorly or whatever. And that's how it was with uh, Chris and Brie it was just yeah it felt frustrating off. too like like I felt the frustrated vibes of like okay this is just, she said like I'm feeling uninspired yeah etc yeah and he was just kind of like okay you just kill it and she's like yeah, yeah I will but I'm it's the first time we've seen her with not a huge smile plastered on her face <sighs> and I'm like also Brie's competitive yeah and we I think we saw that more in this episode where it's like all right her and her and Chris have been coasting since day one with this because everyone's just like, oh, their chemistry, their chemistry, their chemistry. Now all of a sudden they have an off day, and you see that she's like, no, girlfriend is taking this shit seriously and is just like stressing out and is competitive. Well, what was hilarious is meanwhile when they're cutting back to Trevor and Jamie, it was sending. Me. <laughs> they're all over each other. They're just like baby boo boo. Oh, can't wait to kill it with you on. Their toes are even like intertwined in there. He's getting interviewed in his robe. <laughs> so good. I was they're feeding each that. other like jelly filled donuts and they're just like, ugh. And then <laughs> <laughs> the, they don't even show their rehearsal. The cutting between them in the cars. Oh with my god. Chris and Bree just sitting there. Oh my god. Chris is like looking out the window, just like. And then meanwhile, Trevor and Jamie are like 
fucking fingering each other in the back, <laughs> back seat. Trevor it is like so funny. Trevor's like released himself. And so he's just like, I just want us to relax and like enjoy the performance. <laughs> and then she's just like, your voice is so sexy. And he's like, yours is beautiful. Yours is beautiful. And it's just like, oh, these two. Like, Thanks. And babe. then she sings a run into his mouth. <laughs> His mouth was literally open a little That's bit like this. Okay. He was like this. And she goes into his mouth and is like, yeah. Like, I can't fucking do a run. <laughs> yeah. With her tongue. <laughs> and you're like, why are you saying that into his mouth? That should be illegal. <laughs> that should be illegal, okay? <laughs> if everyone has the right to express themselves in any way except for that. If I'm going to get that's a, wrong. If I'm going to get a fucking parking ticket for not for parking while there is like a street sweeper, this girl needs to get ticketed for singing a run into someone's mouth. Okay, unacceptable, immoral. Unacceptable. That's uh, immoral. Is all I'm going to say about that. Um, <laughs> Chris and Brie are looking extremely unsure backstage. Oh, they are quite tense. It's not. A very happy feeling. Jamie and Trevor are still kissing. What was with the stage setup with like the green grassy thing on the side? Did you notice that? I don't know. I feel like Chris Harrison was just getting a little experimental. <laughs> <laughs> a little dangly thingy here. Some little room dividers here. I just, the stage setup, then then the actual stage setup with the rugs and the um, like panel screens just cracks me up because it reminds me of like every contemporary church Ever. Oh no, it felt like church, especially um during Brie and Chris's song at the end. I was like, Oh, I feel like in I'm in one of like the churches down the street where it's like all the lighting and like the band the layout, rugs. the rugs. It felt very, very church. Uh contemporary church, like you said. Yes. Uh, yes. My yeah, my church called The Well. Yes. Used to have yes, a setup yes, just yes. like that. Yeah. Like uh what is it? Zoe or uh you know. I don't Agape. Agape. I don't remember all the names of all of them. What's it? These the so, hot they're, pastors. They're so, I don't know. They're so sex. Such sexy names. They're all sexy yeah, names. The pastors and all the, the pastors are like like crazy hot. Yeah, and they wear like rainbows to to service. Gucci's now, baby girl. Well, Gucci's. <laughs> I mean, that's LA. I'm thinking more Orange County. Back when I used to go to um, mm. what was the one in Costa Rock Mesa? Rock Harbor, baby. Rock Harbor. That was, I used to go to Rock Harbor in college. That was a sexy Orange County church. Did you ever go to Rock Harbor? Babe, yeah, I did. I definitely probably bumped into you. <laughs> I was going to say, were we there? Oh, my God. Everyone was really nice there. I know. It was actually, uh, everyone was very nice. Were we worshiping tandem, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but their worship was really good. I yeah. actually really liked Rock Harbor. <laughs> and they had a sweet foyer set up. So. They really did. Lots of hotties there, too. Definitely a great place if you were single and a Christian looking to mingle. The real life yeah. Christian mingle. Yeah, all everyone from my uh, what's the what's the college group? I can't think of what it's called now that I was a part of. Oh, the Christian college group that's on every single campus. Mm, I don't know about that. You know, what uh, I'm, about? I'm thinking of uh, young. Yes, young life, young life, young life. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Everyone in my young life group went to Rock Harbor. Oh, of course. <laughs> um. Anyway, anyways, so. <laughs> Sorry for that. So, um, so uh, they, the judges, the judge. Okay. So I'm have 
I'm going to say this to you. We have been waiting week after week, episode after goddamn episode for Lady Gaga. For Lady Gaga. <laughs> and you know what? ABC <laughs> didn't provide for us. Not even a PA. Not even a PA from A Star is Born. Not a single person. <laughs> like, this is awkward. Like, all I can compare it to, <laughs> all the, <laughs> it's like, imagine if there was a show on a national network, one of the biggest networks in the entire world, and the show is literally based on the movie that you came out with and they have judges other famous musicians they they mention dropping by the way constantly every week and you're not on it it feels like it feels like that awkward person who thinks they're your friend who's always like hitting you up and you're like why won't they stop contacting me and like your other friends are like oh yeah blah 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 said like you guys know each other and you're like we we, we've met like once (laughs) i don't know that person Lady Gaga's like, my God, I come, I left one tweet about Peter's finale, and now they think we're best friends. Now ABC The Bachelor thinks we're best friends. Okay, this is not what I intended. I could not so the, believe. I could not believe the, she was not one of the judges. Also, by the way, when we were talking about the, I, the reason I thought we were going to bring back Maddie and Maddie and Rudy, Matt and Rudy, is because they. I mean, in truthfulness, if we're going to look at. A Star is Born. They had the closest to Star is Born yes, kind of did. relationship. Yes, they did. Tumultuous, passionate. Yes. But what an alas, oversight, ABC. What an oversight. Instead, you know, this is the thing. The, the judges weren't my favorite because actually last week's, they were like way more brutal on everybody. I wish they had last week's judges on this week. I know. I felt everyone like... was kind of letting was a, everyone off easy. There was an occasional comment here and there, but everyone was pretty low key. So uh, of Bachelor yeah. Nation, there was Caitlin and Jason... Um, yes. And then there was Tay Diggs. Um, yes. Jewel, who I am a huge fan of. Love Jewel's music. And Rita Wilson. And I mean, they were, they were like, yeah, they were like, they were, they were definitely like big people. Yes. But Becca, think about this. Think, talk what? about, talk about a loss in my, in my being. What? Rita Wilson, wife of Tom Hanks, co-founder of Playtone Records. She could have seen Ryan play and been like, this is guy from that thing you do, the movie that I helped write and songs that I helped write reincarnate. And she missed him. This would have been the moment. I was devastated. Of all people. Or did I not even think of Of all that? people, they have Rita Wilson on. I love the part she plays in that thing you do, too. I know. The cocktail waitress. Yes, yes. Where she's like, go talk to uh, Liv Tyler. No, she's like, go talk to uh, the drummer that he's, I can't think of his name. Oh, you mean when she's talking? Uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, yes. yes. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Caitlin and Rita Wilson also looked sort of related sitting next to each other. They had the exact same hairstyle and very similar outfits. They definitely did. They definitely had like a mother-daughter energy going on for sure. (laughs) Definitely mother-daughter. Rita was killing me when she was just like, when when Chris Harrison is like, what are you looking for? I'm like, actually, Rita Wilson gave us the first legit answer. Chris Harrison has actually been asking the judges every week, what are you looking for? Because he's trying to figure out what the whole purpose of this show is. He's like, we're still a little confused. (laughs) 
We're still prepping the pitch, actually. <laughs> the, the lines are a bit, it's a bit muddy. It's a bit blurry. So what do you think this show is about? <laughs> and Rita Wilson's like, strip naked emotionally, make beautiful song intercourse, and oh, leave yes. with a song baby. And I'm like, that's the sh- That's all I needed. That was the definition that I needed, to be honest. Yes. Exactly. Then that was very Bachelor-esque in nature. Um, okay, so... So before bef- we... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. we get into it. Also, by the way, I was just thinking about when I was watching Rita Wilson the whole time. I'm like, oh my God. I kept, I keep forgetting, too, that she got COVID. Her and Tom Hanks, they were the I know. first celebrity they, I, couple. I thought of that when you said that. I forgot. And I'm like, oh my God, how soon of filming... Like, how soon after filming... Did she infect everyone Was here? everyone infected? Like, I have no idea. Was she asymptomatic in the two-week period? I mean, my God, who knows? Um, okay, well... Here's the deal, Brats. Batch Nation. We can never get enough, right? And we have another podcast for all you broads to check out. It is The Snatchler. Uh, the Snatchler is the Bachelor podcast you didn't know you needed with Margot Oshry and her roommate Nicole as they do a deep dive weekly into all the latest Bachelor drama. They've got all the inside scoop and guests to keep you caught up. Margot and Nicole are two best friends living in New York City, having the time of their lives. And they share their own dating experiences while also watching and criticizing The Bachelor, like we do, and all <laughs> Bachelor-related shows. They're obsessed with Bachelor Nation and always have the tea. This show is everything you need to listen to if you love The Bachelor. Also, if you are a young post-grad just trying to get through this phase of life, work and everything in between, you will definitely relate to Margot and Nicole. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and check out The Snatchler. I like that name. I know. So good. Uh, she's hilarious. Um, okay. So back to the show. Chris Harrison tells the judges that they have a huge responsibility. And as soon as the performances start, this just feels so underwhelming. Like considering it's the final. That's what I was saying. Picking between the two is like, how do you pick between two mediocre performances? It was like... I mean, well, this like the arrangement of the songs and everything was just anticlimactic. It was just all right. Like, I mean, I, Bree and Chris picked it up with their second song. Yeah. And they finally stopped looking. At, they finally broke their gaze. <laughs> finally. For the first time in five weeks. Well, and unfortunately, Jamie and Trevor really took notes from Chris and Bree and were pretty much just holding hands and staring into each other's eyes the entire time. Jamie really needs to stop touching his face and shoulder. That really bothers me. Now, it really needs to stop. Yes. I will say this. Jamie, I feel like, had maybe the. I think with the first song, I think maybe it was her best performance vocally. And then the top of the second song, I think she sounded the best I think she has. Same with, I think same with Trevor. I thought Trevor in the first performance sounded the best that he's ever, yeah. or first or second, I can't remember which one, but I thought Trevor sounded the best he's ever they, sounded as well. They did a great job. Like they sounded the best. Yeah. Again, that they, they were sounding great. Um, But her nervous energy for me, I, I just, I can close, like, close my eyes and listen to it, but watching it makes me feel anxious. They have, in my opinion, little stage presence, and the stage presence that they do have is uncomfortable yes, to me. Yes, it's very uncomfortable. Um, so, yeah. And... I mean, that's a little harsh, but I was just like, this is not. No, it wasn't. It's not my it's not my. I, I, I don't want to watch it like I, I, I don't want to watch the, the performances does make me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I uh, I I just like when he would hit a great note, Jamie would scream and start jumping up and down like mid performance. And if I was yeah. Trevor, I would have been 
pissed. I'd be like, do not yell and jump up and down when I hit a good note. Because you know what that looks like? It makes it look like I don't (sighs) normally do that. Yes. So (laughs) you're making this. It's like when your kid, when your kid is like in a little like little league thing and he hits a home run. You're like, oh my God, he finally did. Like screaming. He never hits the ball. It's like, he never makes contact. It's like, mom, shut up. I'm trying to appear cool to my friends. Like, that's what it felt like to me. And I, I would have not been stoked about it. Um, well, Gray summed it up, I thought, well, and actually went along with many of the judges' comments. Both songs, he just said, it. they're just, it's just cute. Yes. Which is oof. Which is an oof. But it's true. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, they're just cute. It's cute. It's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a, that's cute. You guys are good singers. E- oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's the correct term. I, oh, girl, you know what made me the most uncomfy? What is them talking after? Th- that was, that was also something. I forgot about that. <laughs> but no, when they sang the first song and then she hit the mic and was like, all right, next we're going to be performing a Dan and Shay song. And and she like announces it in between the transition. And I'm like, oh my God, ABC with the budge. Are you going to really make them have to announce their next song? But then I noticed during then they didn't do the it Brie and, and Chris, Chris, they did it. And I'm like, ah, uh, Jamie went off book <laughs> and decided to like do a shout out to the crowd and like announce the next performance. Oh, no. It just did not feel because the band had a beautiful transition between both songs. And then when she did that, it just felt very like um, this is talent show at high school camp. That's lit. Just Grace said the exact same thing. The talent he said show. This feels like a, he said it feels like a junior high talent show. It felt very talent showy. And they they won the talent show. And they won prom king and prom queen for sure. And then on top of it, they have nice voices. We love them. We worship them at the school. That's the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> afterwards, the, okay. yeah. Yeah, after Trevor just says, you know, she's already seen his soul. And they go on their little monologue about their relationship. Now, um, th- this is the thing. The judge's comments that I wrote down. Yes. Rita said you're sweet together. Um, what's the guy's name? Tay Diggs. I don't know. Who is he is? Who, who, who is he? He's is? like, who is he? He's like famous actor, model. I think they said he's in okay. music, but I, I don't I don't know of any. But yeah. Well, Tay Diggs called them. So Rita Wilson calls them sweet. Tay Diggs calls them adorable. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, he's known for his roles in, in um, Broadway's Rent. Oh, yes. Okay. Also, I think Tay Diggs, I'm going to, yes, Tay Diggs was married to Indina Menzel. Oh, the queen herself. So he has every right to judge away. Okay. (laughs) Like you're married to the queen. Okay. Also, speaking of of Indina Menzel, have you ever heard or did you ever hear when John Travolta tried to pronounce her name at the Oscars? Oh, my God, no. Okay. That sounds really embarrassing, though. Um, I'm so sorry, Broads, but this is something that is necessary for all of you to hear because um, at one of the Oscars, this was in 2014, um, oh Frozen God. was up for whatever, the song of the year, Let It Go or whatever, and Adina was going to come up and have her like first 
Oscar performance on television and John Travolta <laughs> John Travolta um announced her in. And so There will always be a special place in my heart for the movie musical and for the songs that create their most memorable moments. Here to perform the Oscar-nominated, gorgeously empowering song, Let It Go, from the Oscar-winning animated movie, Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem. And then she, then she came out. The wickedly talented as it is. <laughs> oh what the fuck was that? Are Anyways, you serious? It's never gotten old. And then Adina, the goddess, has to come out and perform after that. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was watching it live and it was I I I've never screamed harder. That's insanity. <laughs> Anyways, Bronze, Thank you for sharing. But I that. feel like that I'm needed gonna to go be watch shared. so many more times after we finish recording this. That's insane. You're so welcome. I'm wow. sweating because it makes wow. me that hard. Oh wow. Okay, um, um Okay, so Wow. So yes, the judge's comment, yeah, Tay Diggs says he, that that he did, yeah. yeah, like you said, they're they're both they're in truly into each other so much that the nerves got the best of them. And I was like, "Oh, honey, Bring it on the relationship. It's been like that every week." <laughs> it's like your nerves told on you. Yeah, yeah, no. Um and then Caitlin says Jules crying? Yeah, Jules Jules is crying and I'm like, "What? I I didn't think that it was that great, but <laughs> I don't know. Okay. She had a very different reaction to Brie and Chris's. She was no. not nearly as emotional. She did not like Brie and Chris's performance, but she I know. enjoyed Trevor and Jamie's. Um, and then Caitlin says, do you guys do fantasy suites on this show? Um, and all of a sudden you see Brie and Chris quaking from the back because they're like oh god because caitlin's just like either you guys need one or you guys definitely had one together but the chemistry is crazy and (laughs) priest just (laughs) the heat is rising just like we made a mistake (laughs) we could have had optimal (laughs) musical chemistry (laughs) what did we miss out on oh my gosh oh god that was pretty much the, the the judge's commentary with that, though. Yeah. And then Brie and Chris go on and they sing Make You Feel My Love. What was the other one they sang? Uh, an Ed Sheeran song that I don't know the name of. I mean, more staring at each other. Yeah, it was, I will say, again, to Brie and Chris, just like um, Trevor and Jamie's, I definitely felt like this was the strongest that they've sounded together. Yes. Um, and, and best performance. And best performance. You know, you see week to week, like, they're getting better, right? right? They're gaining confidence. But but like you said, finale, not finale vibes. No, like, not finale vibes. And that's the thing. That's where it felt a little, like, I don't know. At least they separated 
and that was my favorite part of the performance was when all of a sudden it picked up Finally. and they walked and away they from each other away from each but other they only walked away for maybe three seconds and i savored every second <laughs> and of those i loved three seconds. every moment they weren't together it's like yes yes <laughs> um, work the but, crowd but, oh, i mean maybe i'm being harsh but i don't think so i just felt like the four total performances just felt unremarkable. I mean, we've just seen we've seen killer performances yeah. from other people that have gone home. We saw killer performances every week from Matt and Rudy. We saw some fantastic little shows put on by Natasha and Ryan. I just think the strength as performers is not there like it is with some of the Julia other and Sheridan were fantastic yes, together. True, mm-hmm. true, and I just wasn't seeing the on stage presence the stage presence i wasn't seeing the stage presence. danny and becca <laughs> yeah you know no that was it's a little it's a little disappointing to say that the pizzazz in the finale with these two I know. couples just i know didn't even parallel yeah i, I mean but the judges were really into them the judges liked I mean, them a again. lot and this is the problem with the judges seeing the isolated performances. And I sort of wish we had a, like one judge. Why didn't Chris Harrison judge each week? Oh, Becca. If they would have had him go back and forth and then he, he sat in brutal. the center. Like the Godfather. He would have been, been so good. He would have been Simon fucking Cowell. I would have loved that. They needed consistent judges. They needed someone. They needed at least one person to be to say to the other judges like, well... What I have to say is yeah. they've been consistently take, this take, or like we've seen growth. Take some fucking clues from RuPaul's Drag Race. Every week RuPaul is on Michelle Visage and it's either like Carson Kressley or um, what's his sweet face. Take cues from literally every but other then, competition show ever. But then they have a new celebrity judge every time that comes in and out. Ross Matthews, I mean, yeah, they do that with thing. they do that with Project Runway. They right. do that with America's Next Top Model. I mean, like literally, this this is how you do competition you shows. Have you need to consistency. Have consistency because you have to. The judges have to know if they're seeing growth because growth is important too. If they see them the first week and they do all right, they're in the bottom two, and then the next week they do better and better and better and better. That's a journey that the audience is excited about too. How did exactly. they not do that? It doesn't make any sense. It's embarrassing, quite frankly. Ryan and Natasha would not have been gone. No. If that would have been the case. No, and I I wish Matt Matt and Rudy gave some of the, I mean, like, cumulatively the best, I think, the best performances. I think they should have won the show. Yeah. Yeah. Every week they were, like, at, at like, they got, like, a 90 to 95%. Like, yes. they're, I mean, I know Ryan and Natasha had really good ones, but. You know, that last one was a dud. I still would have kept them on. But you know what I'm saying? Rudy yeah. and Matt, they they were Every fire week. on stage together. Every single week. Well, I mean, when Chris Harrison, by the way, before the judges give their opinions, Chris makes some comment and goes like, you know me, I just can't stop talking. Or he says something like that. I'm like, was that a is that a joke or does he think that he's always talking? Because <laughs> I'm like, I've heard maybe like a. 50 words and he's been one of the main <laughs> oh characters God. and then Bree says this thing that I'm like uh-huh. and that's when my the competition is flashing in my brain what'd she say Bree says this is the calmest I have ever felt before a performance and this is the biggest performance 
And I'm like, <laughs> that's, a, that's lie. a lie because we saw a clip of you off stage and she literally said to Chris, have you ever seen me like this before? Because she was like shaking and dancing. And she said at one point how nervous she was. And it was like, so then in front of the judges, you're going to say that this is the calmest you've ever felt before. And she's like, it's because of him. And I'm like, Ugh. you fake. <laughs> I was a little bit like, oh, no, I don't like that at all. Oh, my God. We completely glossed over them doing that beat there, that shot of Jamie warming up in the mirror <laughs> that sent me <laughs> with her eyes. Oh, my gosh. Watching people warm up vocally makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Throw my my voice to the back of the stage. <laughs> more projecting. More from the chat. The diaphragm. Oh the diaphragm. <laughs> Grayson does this great impression of a choir teacher where he's like, send the voice. Articulate. Oh my god. Make you feel my love. <laughs> Every theater teacher ever is like, you need to enunciate each word. They need to understand. Slice the words through the air. Chop down people in the audience with your S's. Decapitate your fellow performers with your T's. <laughs> We do. We should do sketches where we're drama teachers. Maybe we should. Maybe we should do that in our some future of ours. Honestly, maybe we should be drama teachers. I, uh, I would love to do a spoof show <laughs> where it's like a YouTube of us, and we're always drama teachers. We should make a competition show like with high schoolers, and just be fucking brutal. <laughs> not. You're never gonna be Adina. <laughs> Never, I know you think and that. Not reveal, you maybe have <laughs> not revealed that it's a spoof. So these poor high schoolers are just devastated. Or we could just make a real show. Very true. And just we could be... just call it the drama teacher. <laughs> and we're just like throwing shit at people. Now, again, <laughs> tearing scripting scripts up. Sweet Terry's like, I don't want to go back in there and audition again. They injured me the last time with one of those scripts. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Martinez <laughs> she chucked that thing real hard across the stage and she told me that I would never amount to anything <laughs> also you know people would be auditioning we'd be like I'd be like Jess we need to show them what what this scene is really supposed to look like yeah, yeah, come on come on Let's and get it's up like there. oh Let's god there goes Miss <laughs> Martinez and Miss Ambrose doing the Mr. Mistopheles the rum or the, the Mungo Jerry and Rumble teaser <laughs> Duet again. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. <laughs> oh my god! We're always fighting. Meanwhile, it cuts We're to you. Always fighting over who gets what role. I'm like, I don't want to be. I do not want to be the phantom this round. I was the phantom last time. I want to I be Christine. Christine. I've always been Christine. You know this, Becca. No. You know it. You <laughs> it know cuts, it. <laughs> it gets to you. You're flirting with like some 15-year-old guy over by the little water thing. <laughs> You've got thick glasses you know, on. Was, You're just like, God, here she goes. You know, I was quite the performer back in my day. It just pans over to you. I'm smoking a cigarette inside the school. <laughs> 
You got a fake ID? I always had a fake ID. Maybe we could go for a drink after this. Like, Jess? Hmm? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, anyway. Um, I think this is the most tangent we've show been for a while. Needless to say, that show would be much more entertaining than this one. <laughs> I um, agree. So, the judge's commentary on them. Um, like you said, Jewel sliced through Brie and she was like, did not like you didn't Brie. have any energy in your body. <laughs> Do you know what? And I was like, what about energy in his eyes? Like I've been talking <laughs> about, about for years energy now. Energy in general. <laughs> also, I feel like Jewel, like Brie re- reminds me of Jewel. Like her vocally, oh. they almost kind of physically have something. There's something similar for some reason that I feel like maybe Jewel was extra critical because she saw potential in Brie and was like, I must grow her. So here's yes. this hint. Move your body more. <laughs> Detach yes. from Chris. Tay Diggs said he would pay to see their performance. I was like, <laughs> Did you wow. hear Caitlin go, oh. <laughs> like, wow, that is, uh, you're taking it a little farther, Tay. <laughs> I don't know about paying. You would? Interesting perspective. Okay. Okay. And then she did um, the same thing too when Jason was like, honestly, it's time for the world to see you too because you have so much to show and give. And KB goes, wow. Okay. She's like, these judges are really loving this shit and uh, it's good, but this seems extreme. What did Rita Wilson say? I don't remember. Uh, it was just one of those like, oh my gosh, you guys are so beautiful together. You know, you're you're lovely, whatever. Like it was just yeah. compliments, compliments. Um, well, this time, Chris Harrison is thrilled because for the first time in Bachelor history, there will be a rose ceremony live in front of a sold out audience. <laughs> Which I'm like sold out as if those people paid. To be <laughs> I'm like there. definitely, those tickets were free. People. <laughs> Granted, they probably were able to fill it up pretty easily because I don't know if you saw those fans, but they were rabid. They were so excited. Also, like we love a Nashville audience. You know, if you see it energy, if you see a show in Nashville, this room is full of other musicians who know like it's important to give to the people who are performing. And so they were given it. It's like when you go to L.A. and see a show, the worst audience, everyone just has their arms crossed and they're just being judgmental. This Nashville, Granted, these people are. Granted, these people are all very obviously Bachelor fans. Yes, definitely Bachelor fans. And they were really <laughs> given it. Um, and then, you know, the, we don't even see the judges deliberate, which was annoying to me. I'm like, let's see. I, I want to see. I want to see them argue. I want to see KB and I want to see uh, Rita Wilson get into a mother-daughter tiff. I want to see yes. Tay um, and Jewel argue. I want to see Chris Harrison come in and be like, I... I want to see them all choose Trevor and Jamie and then Chris Harrison come in and be like, final decision, Brie and Chris. And then like walk out, just give it to Brie and Chris anyways. <laughs> I wanted I mean, that. And we don't see that at all. You didn't see any deliberation and it was just like, well, and the winners are. It, it was the winner. The winners are Brie and Chris. There's no confetti. There's no cannons exploding. There's no fireworks. No. The judges just... No, there's no... Yeah, there's no... Exactly. No confetti falling from the ceiling. The judges go on stage and hug them. And it's kind of like... It's not like these judges who have a relationship with them because they've been week to week with them. So you don't feel like emotion. Right, right, right. And then, you know... Yeah. I was weird. Uh, it made me feel... It just felt weird. It was... It, it, 
it was over so quick. Also, we didn't even really see much like backstage, like, you know what I mean? No. Like we didn't see even much of the reaction. No, Jamie and Trevor like go off and are like, I'm just happy that I'm with her. And who knows? Maybe they're happy together. We'll, we'll find out. We'll, dis- we'll discuss on Can't Thursday. Um, but then Chris and Bree, like they're not even they don't even have like a record exec come up and be like, here's a check for this much money to, to have your record deal. Or like there was no anything. They run out. And then there's a tour bus waiting for them. Like they're going to hop on and go on tour. Like everyone has been. We all know that's not happening. Once again. First of all, that's not happening. Second, no one knew about them because this show isn't happening live. So like they're going to hop on a tour bus to empty venues. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. It's like, what? what, I don't know what illusion they were trying to create. Um, I don't know. And then they gave each other roses. And then they started to sing their song to each other. Um, All very underwhelming. It was weird. And then we saw them a few weeks later and they're at a studio recording actually an original song. And then it says that they're very much in love and happy together and excited for their debut album. It did not mention the tour, obviously. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that was it. And I... Becca, I'm really sad because after when we saw that first episode, many moons ago, when we saw the first episode Uh, of Bachelor Listen to Your Heart, we had very high hopes. We did. And I say, if they ever do the show again, take some of your producer notes into mind, first of all. Yes, obviously. And second, make it more like American Idol and have it be more live, like Love Island, where it's happening like day of. And let the mm-hmm. people vote. Let us vote. Let us have a say. People will get way more invested if we have the opportunity to vote. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about the, uh, like, oh, they can't do that because they got to edit their time. I mean, maybe that's the problem. Maybe The Bachelor relies too much on like the narrative oh. of like the the. um the villain and the you know like and the not and the then the hero sure, kind sure. of thing maybe maybe they could even have that you know on monday they air the behind the scenes personal in the house date night shit and then on wednesdays they have the live performances and they just show the performances yeah. like american idol style and we get to vote and then we already yeah. have then they they can edit it the way that they want and make us think whoever is the villain. And then we get to watch the quote unquote villain sing in real time. And that would be exciting. True. True. I don't know. I say just don't even do it again. It's dumb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, why try? (laughs) Thanks for going on this journey with us broads. We were really excited. And you know what? I did very much enjoy a few weeks of this. There were certain weeks that I had a great time and I had fun recapping it. Me too. Me too. I, and I always have fun recapping with you, Jess. Oh, I'll be. I feel the same Precious, way. Precious, right? All right. Well, musical partners go. for forever. Well, <laughs> drama teachers for life. Drama teachers for life. Um, broads, tune in Thursday. We will catch up with uh, what's going on with some of these couples. And we also have a fun guest coming. We can't again say yet who it is, um, but it's going to be good and you won't want to miss it. And uh, chat soon. <laughs>